podcast. Family times. Awesome. All right. I'm glad I started recording then, I guess. <laughs> because this is what Christmas is all about. Yep. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's Batman time. Uh, this is me. You not Die Hard? Well, we'll get there eventually, but Liam Neeson isn't in that one. Uh, this is another episode of Me, My Parents, and Liam Neeson. We're watching through all of his movies. I have had to recently add one to the list. Hopefully we'll get to that one shortly. But in the meantime, I am Daniel. I am Sam. I'm Carrie. I'm Patrick. We have special guest Sam all the way from kind of south of here. <laughs> <laughs> Only 35 miles. It's not that bad. Uh, and this week we are talking about Batman Begins. Uh, we will not be looking at... The Dark Knight, even though he, Liam Neeson does appear in that film. He's, he, however, appears as basically a cameo. Therefore, it's not really a big enough role. It's for just him. not enough. It's not enough. We need more Liam Neeson. I believe the criterion we set was three di- different scenes he had to be in. And I don't think that one's going to meet the criteria. I don't however, know. You we might, set the criteria. We might watch that one for fun. But we won't talk about it. No. We won't, we won't record a podcast on that one. So, this movie came out in 2005... Fairly recently, there were a lot of pretty decent movies that year. But nothing blockbusterish. Mm. Move it totally out of the water. A Harry Potter movie came out that year. Yeah, but big whoopty frickin' do. Harry Potter <laughs> movies were good. Um, Harry Potter, Harry Schmatter. Yeah. <laughs> two other Liam Neeson movies. Yeah, really, yeah, he was in two other movies. Kingdom of Heaven and the, the Narnia. 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 The first one of the three. Mm-hmm. There would be two more. He's having a, just yeah. some banner Broke time. Back Mountain, For Your Old Virgin, another Star Wars movie, episode three. Hitchhiker's Guide. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I appreciate. Constantine, another DC movie, interestingly mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. That was, that was, that's a superhero movie. I did not know that. It's based off of the resident kind of asshole magic user of DC Comics, which is the same guys that do Batman. Well, hmm. my great grandfather's name was Constantine, but he was not that guy. It was the last name, actually, John Constantine. Oh, it was his, my <laughs> papa's first name. All right, and this movie was directed by Christopher Nolan, who has made oh boy, lots of good movies. He's written and directed a lot of stuff. Not necessarily the mom genre, but no, uh, but any guy that puts can put together Inception, Interstellar, and Batman mm-hmm. yeah. knows what he's doing. What? I, I think the, the writing was well, all right. Inception and Interstellar are really nice, really good and subtle in what they're trying mm-hmm. to get across. This movie was not. This one was not subtle. Batman's not subtle for being so sneaky and dark. He's not that subtle. Because he's Batman? Well, his enemies also aren't subtle. So he's he just sneaky. Has, he's pretty sneaky. Yeah. Nah. You know who the good guys are and you know who the bad guys are. Or Most of the you? time. They're, you have to read the books to know when that's not the case. Yeah. All right. So... What's next? What's next is... Zero to Liam Neeson. The, the zero to Neeson on this one is a couple of minutes in. We have to get through uh, Christian Bale what? as Bruce Wayne in a non-American prison, because they don't say what country he's in. It's like Tibet or something. Oh, he's someplace where he's the only white guy. Yeah. And there's mountains. And there's mountains. And he's there to beat up bad guys. That's his job. And he was is, it really his job? No, it was his he, choice. He's good at his job. He's, and he beats up the bad guys so well that they put him in solitary confinement to protect the bad guys. And I, we're thinking, oh, I feel mild weird. sympathy for this character. I didn't. Not really. And then Liam Neeson shows up wearing a nice suit. Hmm. And there we go. Being very 
evil Qui-Gon Jinn, like... And he had weird, like, mustache. It was kind of a Worf mustache. Kind of. Because... Thinner than Worf, but... Yeah, but uh, Worf didn't have a mustache in the middle. Mm -hmm. Because if him and Hitler ever kissed, their mustaches wouldn't touch. (laughs) Okay. Where do you You, come up with this? You've obviously thought this through. (laughs) All right. Sam is having a hard time keeping this together. I'll be fine. I'm sure I will. Anyways. You're good. We're going to use this line again later, aren't we? I hope not. <laughs> we don't have to watch the Charlie Chaplin biopic. That was Robert Downey Jr. Instead. We're not doing that. Uh, and he is offered a place in the League of Shadows, which immediately instills confidence and a thought that these are the good guys. I don't think so. No, the other thing. <laughs> Although, I was still holding out hope. Yeah. And what follows is a kind of fast-paced rebuild of the Bruce Wayne character from random dude that wants to beat up bad guys to actually trained, skilled professional. I don't know. It was too much for me. There was a lot going on. Well, there At many points in this movie, they cut to a thing which takes very little time in order to make sure we have seen a plot point, and then it goes to the next thing. And remind us that we should be afraid, Yeah, and then move on. Yes, also fear. And lots of flashbacks. Lots of flashbacks. And some flashbacks within flashbacks. It is the origin... This entire movie is an origin story, so they have to make sure we have all of the proper context. So that's mildly forgivable. It's worse when you're trying to do this on movies like The X-Men, where you're trying to introduce ten characters... All at the same time? That one was kind of bad. In any case, uh, Liam Neeson is playing Dukat, uh, who is kind of the spokesman for uh, a character by the name of Raj. Raj? 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 It kind of depends on who you're asking. Somebody Al Ghul. Uh, In the books, Raj Al Ghul is a kind of criminal warlord, international assassin guy who has access to mythical Lazarus pits would make him immortal. Okay, that's too much for me. Yes. <laughs> Which is why in the movie, he's just some dickhead leader of the League of Shadows. In a nice suit. In a nice... Well, no, no, no. No, no, no. The, the dude on the chair in the red robes is Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, he was more of a cloak. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm getting them all mixed yeah. up. But he shows up on other shows, shall we say. Like television series. He shows up. He's on TV? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's in Arrow. He's in Arrow. Yeah. Oh, so is, so, like so is Lazarus Pit. Sorry. I mean, yeah. he, he may have showed up on Ellen. We don't know. I don't watch that show. Wow. Yeah. That'd be weird. In any case, I the, ba- the totally not the bad guys, League of Shadows, decide that you're a pretty cool guy, Batman. We're going to make you be on our team, and th- your first job is to destroy your hometown. That's never a good thing. And he says... Like, if somebody told me to destroy Fargo, I would say no. I would... I mean, I'd say yes. Fargo must be destroyed. It's not your hometown. (laughs) Guess what? You know where they'd have to tell you to destroy. Maplewood? Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) You divvy it up so the cities can be normal sizes. So he doesn't say yes. He doesn't... Clearly he does not say yes because he is Batman, you see. Yes. And Batman doesn't kill people except for when he does. So when did he figure out he was Batman? That took a little while longer, because at this point, he saves Liam Neeson's life for, after he blew up all of the bad guys. All of them. They're all dead now. None of them lived. And That's absolute. 
then he went back to Gotham to start being not, not at this point he wasn't necessarily Batman yet to start being a good guy. He was trying to figure out his place yeah. in the world. How how is he going to bring justice and get rid of the bad guys? He was pretty much deciding he was Batman on the plane though. Yeah, when he came down, yeah. because he was trying to figure out a symbol. Alfred to asked him about but, what he was going to be doing. But did he know it was the bat? It, sure he he, he knew it was it was a creature. It was because it has to do with fear. You no, know, yeah. something, and it has to and do with fear. And that's what he's afraid of. And I'm fairly positive. You sure it wasn't? Sure it wasn't when he was when he went down into the cave and the bat started hovering around him. And that was that was when it was sure. Yeah. That, well, that was when the audience knew that he had made. That's it when right. the audience knew he was Batman. Yeah. I'm still not sure. Okay. So okay. for a good the good stretch of the middle part of this movie, since this is not a Liam Neeson movie, he's just in it. Right. We don't see him. Right. We see Batman learning how to Batman. Right. And being decent at it, he screws up a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes a few friends. He makes a few enemies. He he mar- tries stuff. We get a little more. He backstory. marvels at Gary Oldman's mustache. Don't we all? Oh, that's a good mustache. I mean, he's, it's Commissioner Gordon. It's, Commissioner Gordon has two character traits. It's, is a good cop and has a mustache. Because that's what he's supposed to do. And in the TV show Gotham, it took them a couple seasons for him to grow his mustache, and it took way too long. That's... Well, that's he, was, he was young Commissioner Gordon, back when Batman was just a twinkle in Batman's eye. Oh, so that's mm. why it took so long to grow the mustache, because he was so young. Yes. I. Mm. In any case, we start to see the uh, framework of a big plot. Nuh-uh. There's totally a big plot. A scheme. A scheme. Oh. I thought you were saying that this movie had a lot of plot. No, no, no. No, it did not. Not from a filmmaking (laughs) perspective. No, it did not. Uh, The big plot involves a psychiatrist who is the least trustworthy psychiatrist I've ever seen just based on appearance. What's the name of that actor? Killian Murphy. He's been in a few things. I think he's always a bad guy. He never looks trustworthy, which is good. Which is good when you want to be an actor. You you need to have actors that don't look trustworthy. So we believed that he was not trustworthy. We totally believed in him. Yeah, I've I've heard actors that are good at playing bad guys. I heard this descriptor, and it doesn't always fit. But he seems like the kind of guy that's always ready to lick the back of your head. (laughs) In just. It's not like he's always being very evil. It's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of just look at him and go, Ugh. just sort of uncomfortable. Yeah, because that's definitely who he is. You you hear him talk and you see him interact with people and you just immediately think, oh, you're a bad guy. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. And he has taken fear juice, which the League of Shadows employs in order to teach you how to be afraid, face your fears. I don't know. I don't know. It's not terribly well defined. Uh, but he has taken it and turned it into a tool of psychiatry. Just kidding. He uses it to scare people. Oh wait, because this movie's all about fear. It's all about fear. Uh, they don't. They don't quite put up the giant neon sign with the word fear on it like some movies do. But it's pretty close. I thought you were. I thought you were being literal. That sometime during <laughs> the, the course of this movie, there was going to be a neon sign in Gotham with the word fear on it, and I kept waiting for it. No, it was probably there. Yeah, no, that was that was me being <laughs> facetious. I apologize for leading you astray. Uh, in any case, this spooky dude with his spooky juice. 
is working with the League of Shadows, and they have put the spooky juice in the water supply. Because that's what you do. Yep. And the water supply runs underneath Wayne Tower, which is the head building for Wayne Enterprises, because reasons. And the well, that's what they do in cities. And the train that is the central hub of all cheap public transport in the city also goes to Wayne Tower, because we've decided to consolidate our power in one place that isn't a monopoly. Wait, mm-hmm. but that's Wayne Tower? Yes. But isn't that a game? Yeah. Oh. And you'll see by the end of this movie, uh, no one goes to jail or collects $200. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, now well, what's next? Wayne Enterprises collects lots of dollars because they do their public stock offering. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So they collected $200. Yeah. So <laughs> we get to the point where people are figuring out that there is a problem about to happen. And this happens to take place on the same day as Batman's birthday. Wait, when, no, it's not when he, Batman's when he, birthday. When he puts on his costume of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. It's his Bruce Wayne party. We don't actually get to that plot point of who's the masked Batman or Bruce Wayne until I think movie two. Until, well, I think in Dark the very Knight, end of this well, when well, she says it. Yeah. In Dark Knight, they start exploring that more. Of who's who's the mask? Who's the real you? But whatever. Uh, and this is when Ra's al Ghul shows back up. Except he's now a slightly portly Asian man. Until? Until it was Liam Neeson the whole time. Uh, we didn't see this coming. I didn't, but I was falling asleep at that Oh, point. okay. Yeah. Also, the rest of us have seen this movie before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys have seen it before. I had never seen oh, it before, yeah. but I, yeah. I think there was just too many fight scenes for Mom. There was a lot of fighting. There was the part where he drove his car on the rooftops. And I just I, I just tune out when that happens. All right. It was a nice car. It was. A, it's a really nice car. The, yeah. the Tumblr is a cool really car. good car. It was black. Yeah. I don't know. They have more of them in a different. They have more of them in the. Third I think movie. that the uh, interaction between uh, Bruce Wayne and Mister Fox, or what would be called Q in all the Bond movies, mm-hmm. I think those interactions really were important to the movie because the, they were they were entertaining. They were clever. They both they of just the, kind of did something of with each other. Were communicating know? like they knew something the other person didn't, and were just giggling on the inside watching the other person try and figure it out. Yeah. Which made sense for Bruce Wayne because he's like, yeah, I'm using this for spelunking. He, he, he. I'm gonna go fight bad guys. But Lucius Fox was doing the same thing when he didn't have any secrets. He's like, oh, you're going spelunking? He, he, he. You're not spelunking. It's like they both knew the other guy knew, but they weren't gonna talk about it. Exactly. But they they were some pretty good interactions, even right up until the end. Yeah. And Alfred and Bruce Wayne have the same thing, but that's uh, just a more of a friendly connection that they've built over mm-hmm. a lifetime together. Yeah. So, you know, good characterization there. So we're having this party for the Bruce Wayne, and Ra's al Ghul is there and says, Surprise, we're blowing up your city today. Also, I'm burning your house down, and you're a jerk. I'm telling your mom. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, his mom's dead. Ow! Spoilers, that happened earlier in the movie, too. Bad oh. Man's, oh. Batman lost his friends. Yeah. Batman's an orphan? orphan? Yep. Oh my gosh. Of course. They never talk about it in other Batman movies, so I'm very surprised they did it in this one. No, they do it in the Lego movie. <laughs> they do it in every Batman movie. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> so, he now has to go down the elevator of ocean noncompliance into the Batcave and suit up so he can save the city from exploding fear water. I don't think the Batcave is OSHA compliant. Oh, it's very much not. It's a cave. He didn't even put up railings. He flies off of it at one point. It's bad. 
It's more of a glide. It's more of a glide. <laughs> we could have used the stairs. I mean, falling with style if we're going to mm-hmm. get technical. technical. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a, there's a couple of good there's a couple of good fight scenes in here between Liam Neeson and Christian Bale that are very mentor mentee. Liam Neeson always has the upper hand. Several of them in, early in the movie. Yeah. And then the big one there's at the end. There's a big one at the end. It's not quite the same as... And this is going to bring it back to uh, the third of this trilogy, uh, Dark Knight Rises, where the fight scenes in that one, I think, were the best storytelling aspect of that movie. Not this one. They seemed almost additional to the dialogue that was going on around them. Fight scenes were just happening hmm. so they could take pauses and say words to each other. Filler. Yeah. Hmm. Which which was fine. It was good words. It was good story being tell, being told. In Dark Knight Rises, there's two major fight scenes, and the people basically don't talk during them. The fight scenes tell a story. Hmm. Hmm. I don't one, remember that one. That one. Well, that's what. That haven't watched later. it. Especially, especially the thing about that one is in the first fight scene, there's no music in mm-hmm. that movie. It's just two dudes beating each other up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's hurtful. And in the second one, there is music uh, because it's more cinematic. I don't know. It, it, that, that but Liam Neeson isn't in that He's one. not in that one. No, I'm no, that one's got Tom Hardy it. in it. Not watching. Yeah. They may have a, uh, a uh, computer de-aged... Liam Neeson at one point in that one. Do they? It's not for, a for one shot. Okay, because he's not. It's not on IMDb. Because he he is the uh, spoiler alert. He is the father of the girl. Oh yeah, that's right. Because that Talia one. Al Ghul is in that one. Mm. Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers, everyone. For if you haven't seen a good movie. Uh, <laughs> what? So back to the movie we actually watched. Oh wait, that. Uh, so we put Raz al Ghul and a microwave emitter, which is a thing. So weird. On a train. The microwave emitter takes the fear juice and turns it into fear air. Almost immediately and at great range. It's very scary and is not real. And everybody is afraid. Everyone is afraid. And the, ci- the city will be destroyed by panic. Yes. Okay, kids. But not Barbara It Batman. doesn't work like this in real life. Uh, so then he grappling hooks to the train, which is elevated and can support someone on a grappling hook. Now, I've seen movies in which someone grapples to an elevated train and gets onto it, uh, successfully in ways that don't break the immersion. In fact, it was The Incredibles. Oh my gosh. It was like The Incredibles. It was The Incredibles. When Elastigirl whips up to an elevated train, but she has to swing back and forth to miss the support beams. Well, he he could do it. He could do it because the supports for the train were uh, pointed arch shaped yeah. over the train, right? So they, there was a post on each side, yeah. right? But was it just supported from the top? And then it was, and then there was on one side there was a support that hung out, yeah, and on a monorail, yeah. So if he attached to, if you will, the right side of the train, mm-hmm. it could go between yeah. the support posts and. Along that line where there was no supports. In theory. No, Mom, the port side is the left side. The starboard side is the right side. Because right is a longer word than left and starboard. It works, it could be done. It was was not the right side. It was was not visually shown, but it could be done. 
it was the kind of thing that they sh- that they weren't expecting people to overanalyze. Right. And then they remembered that they made a movie about comic books. Yeah. And that nerds are gonna watch it. I think they. I think they could. I think they are probably. There were probably frames of the film where you could see that if you wanted to analyze it. Yeah. And the technical guys who were creating the computer graphics probably did figure it out. Or didn't care. Well, I think they figured it out. They yeah. just didn't make it obvious. Yes. Okay. So we put Batman onto the train, finally. <laughs> Batman occurs upon a train. And, Flies there, of course. Yeah. And has to fight some bad guys. And he has his final fight scene with Liam Neeson in the train. And basically loses, for the most part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he, down on the floor. He loses quite a lot. However, at one point he has jammed a stick into the train's control mechanism, which, as we know from movies, breaking a control mechanism means that it is going to not function properly. Of course. If you if you shoot out the the pan, the you know button uh, panel outside of a door, you can't open the door anymore. And of course, it always manages to achieve the broken controls. Always manage to achieve the goal. Yeah, and which and was in this case top speed. Keep the train yeah. going at top speed. So, uh, train is now moving at top speed, but this is a problem because the train is going to Wayne Tower, where if it gets there, it will cause a chain reaction in the water main because that's how microwaves work. What? And yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. So okay, we're going to try that in the kitchen. Luckily, earlier, luckily, we we've prepared a plot device earlier in the movie, uh, in which we've taken a mustache, put it onto uh, Gary Oldman, and put it inside the Batmobile. Wait a minute. He always <laughs> said he needed to get one of those yeah, things, and then he did. He did get one of those. Mm-hmm. So he drives the Batmobile. Was that really foreshadowing? Of course. No. The, no. Chekhov's gun in this one was the train. Where they talked about the train going to the central hub. Uh, So he drives to a support beam near the tower and blows it up. Because he is a good, upstanding police officer. (laughs) With good weapons. With explosive devices in a tank. (laughs) True. True. But this accomplishes the goal of making the train not go nearly so close to the central water supply. That is saving the world. And then he Save kills Ra's al Ghul. Well, or no, 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 he doesn't. He doesn't kill him. He doesn't, he kill doesn't him. save him. But he, he doesn't, doesn't save, save him. But he's going to get a promotion, which is good enough for Batman's conscience that he will do it anyways. Mm-hmm. Nah. Because that's the fine line you have to cross. I'm not going to kill you. Yeah, but I don't have to save you. Yeah. Future... And then he's then Batman is often flying. Yep. Again. Uh, future iterations of Batman will, in fact, kill many people, and Batman fans will be mad about it. But Liam Tune in for Ben Affleck. <laughs> nope, not doing it. He's, Liam Neeson isn't in that one either. Not watching it. There's no mustache in that one either. They Can't took it out. Me. Can't make me. They took out the mustache. They did. It was in the Justice League. They took out the mustache. Mm. Uh, Peril meter. Peril meter. Well, we, we have to get to talking about callbacks, I think, because this movie does a lot of them, and I think it's worth talking about uh, from a writing perspective. Okay. I uh, just We'll let overall, you do that. We do this from time to time. Just, I know. Just because uh, I'm just movie, being sassy. movie stuff is good. This isn't. This is mostly about the premiere, but it is also about whether the movie's any good. Because mm-hmm. it's very true. I uh, something I appreciate when I'm doing my own writing, which I should get back to. <laughs> I have free time. Uh, is doing callbacks to things that were done or said earlier in the story. Not necessarily for you to go wait. So what is this a reference to? But to go, 
Oh, ah, it's mildly clever. I like it. Uh, and this film does it a lot, I think mostly because of the dual identity of the main character, where Bruce Wayne hears someone say a thing, then Batman says the thing back to them so they can go, Wait a minute. Are you Batman? Oh. He goes, No. Are I'm you Bruce Wayne? Bat Wayne. I'm Bruce Man. <laughs> uh, the, uh, near the ending of this one had two in a row of the uh, head. He was as a CEO. What? He was president. Whatever. The head guy. Head guy of Wayne, Wayne Enterprises. Enterprises. What was the actor's name? Rutger Howard. Rutger, Rutger Howard. Howard. Yep. He, 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 he plays a decent old guy who's kind of up his own ass. I think he's just being yeah. a, yeah. a but, head of a corporation. Mm-hmm. Full but of ego. At one point, he talks to Bruce Wayne about how the taking the company public is all a bit technical, but don't worry, everything will be fine. And then he fires Lucius Fox and asks him if he'd gotten the memo. And at the end of the film, both Bruce Wayne and Lucius Fox say their lines back to him in a very he-he-he-he-kind of ha-ha-we-win kind of way. Pretty well done, though. It was. Yeah. Don't tell his mom. I'm telling your mom. Yeah, I think I think Lucius Fox, played by, of course, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Um, saying, didn't you get the memo? Taking his glasses yeah. off. Oh, I yeah. Mean, he, he played it really no, well. It was taking the glasses off for us kind of in a... <sighs> didn't you get type the memo? Of way. It was It was a really good way to put the, put the man in his place. Mm-hmm. So, and now that we've gone through a little bit of uh, filmography type of things, storytelling, now it's time for the meter. And thankfully, this one has some peril in it. Yeah. But not too much, so it's actually, we got to think about it. Well, I don't know. The the I think the greatest peril was, oh, watch out, you're going to die. No. Well, that happens to him twice. And it one does time happen he does to him die. twice, and most people don't have that happen to them twice. No. In an hour and a half. In an hour and a half. Well, it was more than an hour and a half. Yeah. Actual This is probably time, closer so. to a two-hour movie, actually. I personally think that the peril was greater earlier in the movie. When they were on top of the mountain. Because yeah. at that point, he was not in control. Yes. Correct. Whereas at the end of the movie, at least he thought he was in control. Yeah. He was exerting yeah. control. It turns yeah. out he was not, but that's mostly Batman's fault. Yeah. He was unconscious and dangling thousands mm-hmm. of feet up on a... Being held yeah. up, held by, of course, Bruce Wayne's character. Yeah, by one had arm. two dislocated shoulders at that point. Yeah, yeah. so that but that was a fine. pretty he's that was man. pretty risky, uh, perilous situation yeah. because wouldn't have taken much for him to go down. No. Uh, so here's the question: high peril, but not a lot of the movie mm-hmm. has his peril in it. Oh, we're not going to get into a caveat situation. No, 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 no. But, no, but, we've, no, but, we, but we've talked about this before because I which which movies we've talked about this in other ones where. If he's in a lot of peril in some parts, but not the entire movie, does that lower the number? It's severe acute peril. Yes. It's severe acute peril. <laughs> I don't think oh, the any... one who married a doctor knows all the fancy yes. words. <laughs> <laughs> severe acute peril. <laughs> that's true, it is. Uh, and he it's did marry a doctor, continuous. that's true too. It's not chronic, is what you're saying. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I think for that character it might be chronic. Take we it. just don't get to see it all. We just don't get to see it. And he wasn't I don't think his character is in peril very often when because people are not I don't think people are knocking on his door being like, You killed my father, prepare to die. Right. 
Because he's an assassin. No one knows who he is. Yeah, yeah he's he does it invisible all in to most yeah, people. While he's not being seen, he's pulling strings. He's Other not... than Batman, no one knows he exists. Yeah. In a, mm. I want to stop you kind of a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I was going to go right down the middle on a five. No way, it's more than a five. I gotta say it's more than five. Okay. For sure. More than five? Yeah. Yeah. Because of the I, acuteness of the peril. I <laughs> I, think, I, I think that I think would be severe. based on the severity, not the acuteness. Oh, yes, maybe. Yes. It would be based on the severity. But I think because he has so much skill in training, then it. I think it hovers right around that middle. This could take us a half hour to finish this podcast. Yes, it will. And no, it'll be great. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, would, I would definitely go to seven for sure. Given a choice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> For sure. I, being that I haven't At watched least. most of these other films. Alright, hold know on. Where, let me look up some examples where, for you. I believe the, uh, Star Wars. I, I think Star Wars Episode 1, we gave him an 8. Because well, he's he in died. Because well, he's yeah, in but, yeah, but he's trouble. also in a fair amount of trouble that entire movie. He True. died in this one too, but it was an accident. It wasn't. Accident. It wasn't. He <laughs> okay, wasn't actually you killed. Don't, you don't actually see him die. <laughs> That's true. You don't actually. Okay, see wait him a second. Die. So in this movie, I mean, he's not main character. He's not no. Batman. Mm-hmm. So we can't. If you're, you're saying if he's only a supporting character, we can't give him a ten. No, because it's about, was, no, it's about I, peril I, I, to him, to I, his character. I could say we can't give him a 10 because he doesn't deserve a 10 in this movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> For peril? Definitely not. Aww. He didn't even get a supporting actor nomination. Well, he did from, what was that, from the Swan Awards? No, Saturn? <laughs> it wasn't the Some Super of the Awards. Less, the lesser awards. It was the lesser awards. Well, see, I think or one could argue, I think one could argue well, that it's a 10 for two reasons. Well, he, for two reasons, okay. you could argue it's a 10. One is, he's dangling off a cliff in great peril yeah. and completely out of control. Okay. I mean, that's, that's Secondly, a, the high point. he's at high peril a second time in the movie and ends up, in theory, dying. I'm pretty sure he does die. I don't think he actually shows yeah. up in the second one. He I think doesn't he just, show up dying. He shows up in the flashback. Don't, you don't yes. see him, like, but, I mean, it's, yeah. it's comic book characters, after all. They can always come back. Yeah, you know, maybe somebody threw him in the Lazarus pit and he came back. Yeah. But so you got to you got to give it a lot a, a high mark just because those are extremely perilous situations. Even I, though it I wasn't, could be convinced up wasn't to a seven. continuous. I could be convinced up to a seven. You can only be convinced up to a seven. Well, that's what he said the for, first go around. Okay, fine. See, you I think would it have be more go- I would that. have gone higher than a seven. Well, what would you go just to? because if you're dangling off a cliff. And you've both just been fighting. Mm-hmm. He, he wouldn't have had a whole lot of strength left, and then he still had to curl him. Yeah, but that's, bicep curl. But that's all biceps, and that's uh-uh. Christian Bale. That's biceps, obviously all he. Bicep is not as strong I mean, a muscle as the tricep. I'm pretty sure he skips leg day. <laughs> oh, you can tell he skips leg day. He's all about the triceps and the uh, and the abs and the pecs. Oh yeah. Upper body. Upper body. It's all upper body. Well, that's all they showed me. They didn't show right. me the rest. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see bat butt. I did not see bat butt. Mm-mm. Did not. So you thought it's it should be... It's all about the bat I thought it should have been higher than a seven, but I'm not going to be as eloquent as y'all. But if, this isn't. If, this is about subjectivity. If Star Wars Episode One got an eight. Yeah. See? That one, he does die. Yeah. And the, you see it. See... And they actually really the, the kill him. The difference on that one is... This one is the acute, severe peril, whereas Star Wars was 
mild chronic mild chronic, mild chronic peril, peril. <laughs> with with that, a with a brief burst of you know severity, severity at the end. end. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So then the question is, what is the time frame or the severity more important? More important. I think we were talking about how much peril he's in. I think severity is big. Severity is important, but if you're looking at the chronic nature of peril, you also could take into account the uh, the mental stress. No, no, no. We've uh, already no. talked about stress is not peril. Stress is not peril. It's for a long time. Stress is not peril. We've decided that. We should have covered this. Yeah, I know. We've decided that. But you're you're a guest today. You just yeah. didn't know what kind of house rules we had going on. Oh, geez. We talked about that for way too long. <laughs> Recorded the whole thing, put it on the internet and everything. <laughs> oh, because we're like that. Okay. Yeah, so we can't count stress. So no. just so you know, for okay. next time. I would also like to note that I still am in the camp that stress can be peril. But, <laughs> but that's just, I think that's your personality. Tune in next week when I hire a psychologist that would, to come in here that would be talk chronic. about how stressful peril That would be chronic peril yeah. if it was anything. Ooh. <laughs> Mild chronic. My, that would be mild chronic. Mild chronic, I think, is what they have in Canada right now. <laughs> oh, that hurt my brain. Sorry, that was a weird joke. Oh. Okay. Okay. So we, where are we are going for a seven or an, going for? A, I will settle for with the seven. I I say seven sounds good. Okay. Wow. Seven. Okay, seven it is. Podcast. Yeah. Update. The Family time. Spreadsheet right now, so I don't forget. Update the spreadsheet. Oh, on the subject of the bad awards, Sam, did you know that uh, he was nominated for a Razzie for Metal Chip? I did not. Yeah, that movie was bad. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor from I can't read my own handwriting. I can't. Saturn read Awards or something. So the one of the lesser awards. Saturn. Yeah. But otherwise, this movie basically, you know, no awards. Which is a little unfortunate, but... Yeah. The MTV Movie Award for Best Hero. Best Hero? Batman? Well, that's because the MTV is all about angsty teenagers. <laughs> Just uh, pointing out that that was only an award for the year 2006. They didn't bring it back. <laughs> and then they brought it back in 2012. For? Angsty teenagers? No, no, no. Which hero came, happened in 2012? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Iron Man? We don't know. Now we have to know. Final thing on the podcast. Who was the best hero in 2012? Well, according to MTV. <laughs> according to MTV. Christian Bale is the inaugural winner. Oh, inaugural. I see. He's going to put that on his resume. Along with had a meltdown while someone was <laughs> the, uh, the callback in 2012, Daniel Radcliffe for Harry Potter. Seriously. Hallows Part 2. Wow. <laughs> part 2. Runners up, Captain America. That's Seriously. That's, That's not wrong. fair. Harry Potter had magic. Harry Potter's not a hero. He's just a kid. 2013, Martin Freeman as the Hobbit. Runner-up, Christian Bale in The Dark Knight. Wow. Rises. Okay. Oh, I bet he was excited about that. He got paid a lot. As an actor. 14 is Man of Steel. 15, the guy from Maze Runner. It's 16, young adult fiction. Jennifer Lawrence. More young adult fiction. In so, Hunger Games. Told you. Teenagers. 2017, Taraji P. Henson in Hidden Figures. Wow. And 2018, Chadwick Boseman in Black Panther. Okay, I believe it. We've I, digressed. Yeah. We've digressed. We've digressed a lot. I tune in next week when we watch a movie. Bye. We will watch a movie. Bye. <laughs>